Um, oh, I thought you were going to say something about that. Yeah, she keeps flicking the damn can. <laughs> you act like there's no microphones. <laughs> Welcome to the One More Red Podcast, where we take you beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with a red solo cup full of craft beer. Brewed for, by. Brewed by one of your nephews, yeah. right? Is Rosilla. What's up, man? <laughs> is it good? Yeah. We were just talking about this. <laughs> that's why. Damn, I, Japanese. That, that's why I laughed at Oh, Godzilla. <laughs> that's why Godzilla. <laughs> How are you, my brother? Good, man. We were just talking about uh, Japan. Japan and yeah, we spent about 20 minutes just now talking about Japan. And the ramen and the food and... Jenna's like, I don't want to go there. And I'm like, you're dumb because it's so awesome. I and I wouldn't want to go there. Just, it's not something that's like on my bucket list. That's oh. not the first place I think of. When I, I think if I was a photographer. Oh, oh yeah. My, dude, you go during like the, the early spring with the, uh, with the cherry, cherry blossoms. Cherry Is that blossom? when you were there? Uh, we went right. No, we went summer. We okay. Went like right before school started. So June. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the cherry, I didn't get to see the cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. But, but you saw pictures of it. Yeah. But even going to the mountains and going to see the, the most vibrant flowers, like you compare it to maybe Hawaii, mm-hmm. like yeah. the same type of plant and things yeah. like that. But seeing the traditional homes that have been there for a thousand years, like, and haven't changed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. Yeah. You should go, Jenna. Any of our listeners uh, ever I'll been to Japan? Go yeah. Start a GoFundMe so you can go take some pictures of Japan. Yeah. If any of our listeners have ever been to Japan or live there, um, yeah, go check it out for sure. Um, if you aren't aware, um, being a military brat, I spent half my life over there. So me and bro often talk about the culture cause bro, uh, spent a couple of weeks there, uh, when he was in high school for what he's told me, um, the stuff that he got to experience in just a brief amount of time was, um, equivocal to like what I spent like during an entire summer at, at the, at that same age in my life. So, well, it's cool. Cause fortunate. Well, when you get to go with, it was my best friend, one of my best friends, you say, mm-hmm. Um, he occasionally listens to the podcast, I believe. And, um, but to go with his family, mm-hmm. you know, of course they live, obviously his family lived over there. They over here for Honda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it, I didn't do the tourist yeah. stuff. You were, you were like, they, like native. I was, yeah, I got a, I, I slept with their family and ate, ate with the, like I tell Mo, I spent a week in the mountains and a week in the city mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did both. I definitely like the mountains more minus the, um, we had to take a poop. <laughs> and, um, um, but if I had to adapt to that, considering that literally I walked out back and was, I was on a mountain mm-hmm. and like the most beautiful, like you walk up this mountain and there's these like buildings in the middle of nowhere, just literally like you would see like in the crowded kid with the, the paper mm-hmm. sliding doors. Just, I don't know. Like the, the been there just, for just, yeah, just ever. chilling like, in the middle of like all these nice grass and <laughs> yes, flowers and everything. Yeah. Crazy. And then I got to go through, um, monsoon. Typhoon, typhoon. Okay, typhoon. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. It well, actually made the news over here. From what I understand though, typhoons aren't really as bad as hurricanes. Cause all my friends that were from Florida, when we would go through typhoons, like, oh man, this is nothing, but I've never experienced anything like that. So well, I know those wa- were pretty mortifying for me. Well, the waves were about 18 feet. So <laughs> yeah. And people, people were getting injured obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, it was cool. I, hell I got to do it gotta have that and then mm-hmm. i gotta go see it was the 50th anniversary of the atomic bomb mm-hmm. i gotta go to the museum over mm-hmm. there which is ironic bill clinton was over there him yeah. and monica 
And um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> came out so easily. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> Sorry for equipment, fan. Uh, anyways, um, no, got to see that. And then the culture shock, yeah. I mean. In the food. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about the food. Yeah. The food. You have it over here. There's nothing. I've never had anything Japanese, true Japanese over here yet. Yeah. All right. Jenna, how you doing? I'm great. Our third voice for the podcast. Also our social media director. Or like second and a half. <laughs> That's weird. Cause everyone names me first. All that. <laughs> Also, there's been plenty of uh, people messaging for Fisher and Friends, Jenna and Friends. We love Jenna. No, there's two people. Wally. <laughs> no, just the three. Today. No, Only three. Today. Wally, Tara, Tara, and Lavana. Sorry, guys. You're blocked. <laughs> you're blocked and they get extra work next time they come in. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, well, Wally, you already made Wally work out during the competition, so I, I think he's repented. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. So this week's episode... Uh, this kind of came to mind because when I hear bro talk while we're talking in our episodes, I, there's several themes that I always hear him talking about. One is, you know, the integrity of what it is we do as CrossFit, but also um, the piece where sometimes people are a little bit too hard on themselves and how he often says that some of the strengths are, or sorry, some of the weaknesses are your, indeed your strengths. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes just when it comes to training, there are some things that you just can't control and some things that are out of your control, but also I'm sure bro will openly admit a lot of the stuff is in our control, Mm -hmm. but this episode for this week is why I suck at CrossFit. Um, and this again, like I said, is generated because a lot of uh, little things I hear him say, we can stop it right here, man. Oh yeah. Well, so why do I suck at CrossFit? Because I'm not fit. All right, that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm mowing up. <laughs> I mean, it's just true. We could end it. Like, there's times where we could just stop the stop whole conversation. Right there. Yeah. Why do you say crap? Well, because I'm not fit. Because I'm out of shape. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we, we good. We good. Yeah. Everything else doesn't matter. Your whole list that you spent time on uh, does not matter because if you're not fit, you're always you going to suck. suck. Yeah. True. Very true. So, uh, kind of chunk this up into several different categories. Um, but um, one of the things that bro often talks about that people I think neglect and it's not out of malice or they're trying to avoid it. But I think nutrition is probably like one of the first things that is prohibiting people from excelling. Yeah. 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 I I tell you what's cool about the nutrition, the nutrition point is the, uh, when I, when I do uh, work with people, when I start talking about it, I really, I'm not even, we talk what's your goals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And 99% it's all performance based. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but, uh, I care just as much about their daily life, uh, activities, like their energy level. Can they get, can they wake up and get through work without feeling like they need a nap or can they, mm-hmm. can they travel, you know, through that transition period of work <laughs> of to work here to get to the gym? Um, yeah. When they get here, do they have enough energy to do what they love? I mean, they're paying mm-hmm. for CrossFit. They mm-hmm. want to be able to do it. Do they have enough energy to do that? Mm-hmm. So it's not really about, do I have enough energy to PR my friend? It's more about, do I have enough energy to live my freaking life? Like, mm-hmm. am I happy with how I look? Okay. Because it doesn't matter if you do CrossFit or not, because you see people who look great and they still think they look like crap. So mm-hmm. it's like, 
are you happy with how you look? Like that's very important. So nutrition is great for the performance, but I started even with like, Hey, let's talk about your daily performance. Can, can you go through a full day of work, come here and work out and go home and not feel like you have to crash or Mm -hmm. can you, you know, where's that at? Okay. So I guess energy or, so let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I think it's safe to say that most people throughout the course of a day at some point feel that drain or, you know, they want to take a nap or like between one and two o'clock by on average, Mm -hmm. like they just go on, they're like, man, I need a nap. Mm -hmm. Like literally it's everybody I've had. I mean, I'm, I'm doing 21 people right now. It's it's all I'm taking. I was only going to take 20, but I felt bad. So I took 21, (laughs) but I have like two people want to do it and Uh I can't, I'm not going to, but yeah, same thing, man. They, that, that crash midday, man, it's no joke. And it's one, two o'clock. And it, it honestly, it's pretty easy to fix. So with that, what are some of the things that people are telling you that they're not doing that could easily fix that? Biggest thing is, um, well, not eating breakfast <laughs> or that's one of the detractors there. Their timing, their timing's off. Okay. Okay. And then if their timing's good, it's about what type of carbohydrates are they eating? Are they eating enough carbs? Too many people under eat the complex carbs and overeat the simple carbohydrates. So, uh, they're, they're in, in they have sustainable energy. Okay? okay. So they're under eating, but they're still eating more of the, the of the stuff the, that's the, not helping the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> uh, mixed with that and the timing, I think those are, those are the three things that I see people, why they are completely, and they could get eight hour, eight hours sleep. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you're not feeding your body, your body will shut down. Now, going back to that timing piece, uh, most people without any training have always been kind of raised on the, the three meals a day, breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, and dinner. Yep. And then for those of us that want to start doing CrossFit, um, with what little I know about nutrition, it's probably safe to say that three meals a day are not going to cut it, you're- especially if your last meal was at noon. And you yeah, work out uh, at five thirty. Yeah, five thirty. Yeah, that's why I common see commonly see is just not being able to have the appropriate amount of uh, energy to get to that five thirty workout. Yeah, because even if you eat at noon, would you eat? Right? Probably. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like, a burger, some fries, and a coke. And then out know, of that, if you're an average American, right? And mm-hmm. then, or if you're really trying to hit it hard, your nutrition, mm-hmm. you had a salad. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you had six ounces of chicken on it. So you have, you had zero carbs mm-hmm. in essence. So from 12 to five 30 now actually to six 30, cause the class goes for a full hour, mm-hmm. that's six and a half hours on a, a bowl of salad. Mm-hmm. No wonder you collapse after the strength. Yeah, like, cause you had no energy to burn. Yeah, right. And with zero fat. So yeah, I think that, you know, it's very critical on eating the proper amount, knowing what that is, cause you can still overeat. All right. Mm-hmm. But also having the timing and the timing is definitely critical. You're still eating your three main meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. It's what you do in between that. Like uh, pre-watch snacks, 69 minutes out. What are you eating? I still believe the, the best pre-workout uh, snack is oatmeal, uh, without a doubt, as far as uh, how long it lasts, the mm-hmm. energy you get from that. It's very sustainable. That it goes into your muscles, not your liver. It's easy and, to find. Yeah. Oh, easy to find. Yeah. Really, if you take in a uh, female, it can take 15 to 20 grams of carbs prior to working out in the afternoon, or they, a guy would take 20 to 25. You just eat a packet of oatmeal. It's like, you know, eight bites and you're done. It's very, 
easily digestible too, which mm-hmm. is huge. So now one thing you talk about a lot is, um, water. Yeah. I, I think collectively a lot of Americans or just, I'd say athletes that aren't, um, at that scale where they have like a dedicated coach don't understand the importance of water. Yeah. I always hear this. I was like, well, how's your water? I drank enough water. I was like, oh really? How much you drink? Well, I drink at, at least three of those bottles per day. Can you describe the bottle? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, the ones the you get, the bottles. ones you get from Kroger, the 16 ounce bottles. I'm like, oh, you drink. Okay. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? No, I think, I mean, Jenna can even attest to this. Like what's water. What's the difference for you? If your water's off or your water's on. Well, two things per, like performance wise, I can definitely tell cause I'll cramp up or it's weird. Cause I always feel like I run out of breath almost like hmm. I like cardio wise. I don't know if that's just like in my brain or something, but I do feel like if I don't drink enough and then, um, I think it was like last week or the week before I like didn't have a lot of water and we couldn't figure out, I was like, why am I weighing so much? Like, what the heck? And then, so I drank like a gallon and a half of water every single day. And then I weighed myself in the morning and I lost like a pound a day. So I lost probably four pounds over like four days, maybe a little bit. More then why do that. you lose weight from drinking water? Cause you're not retaining that water. You're holding on to it. When you're not drinking, you're holding on to it. So on average, um, for an average size adult, uh, and we'll just say like our GPP folks, like how much water should we look to intake per day? 120 ounces. Which is? A gallon. Okay. Over the course of the entire day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Tara, who comes to our gym, she struggles to drink water. Uh, I've never done this, but I've seen other people do it. They put little mark, black marks, like 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11, 12, you know, mm-hmm. they have markers that they need like to get to. Okay. To get to their water. Um, if you have a hard time, if you're finding yourself that you have like a half a gallon or more of water left at dinner, that's bad because mm-hmm. now you're going to be pissing all night and understand that hydration doesn't start the day of it starts days before, like two days before you can start hydrating or as I like to do and have our, try to have our people do is overhydrate two days before, mm-hmm. especially the Arnold, like people understand the Arnold that you're inside and even though that's the temperature temperature is controlled, it's just, it's, you get really really dehydrated in there really do. So, um, now you said a gallon a day, but do we also, does that also, does, does working out factor into that as well? Should we drink more if we're working out? I think the, the summer months, sometimes we bump it up to a gallon and a half to two. Mm -hmm. You just kind of really, it's a gauge. Like in the winter, it's really hard to drink water. Mm -hmm. It's cold. That's why I like to try to leave. Uh, my gallon in like the kitchen mm-hmm. and r- get room temperature versus being cold. Yeah. If I, if I keep it where it's cold, I, I can't drink it as well. Um, plus we process the water a lot faster when it's, when it's body temperature, when it's room temperature, because yeah. you know, our body doesn't have to heat it up to, um, to, uh, which filter or whatever, mm-hmm. use it. Um, so yeah. Now what about sleep? Is that important? <laughs> yeah. I, I've not done a ton or enough research, uh, but we're pretty, you know, you can figure shit out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The more sleep you get, you typically the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just really is. You know, there's a rumor that Ben Bergeron, which I don't reference to him much, he won't even talk to an athlete who doesn't at least sleep eight, or, eight hours already. Mm-hmm. Like, because they can't, if they're not going to take their sleep serious, they're not taking the recovery Anything serious. Anything else serious, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I, eight hours is, it's pretty much been the standard forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say, note your performance, like based on your sleep. Yeah. If you sleep, you know, eight or nine hours, you perform better than when you sleep six. How's your daily life? Do you function better through the day? Some people are like, well, I don't, I only require five hours. Well, like, how do you know that? Like, <laughs> have you tried getting more tr- than five have you tried hours? Get, yeah. yeah. And what happens? You know, I know Jenna is a pretty big advocate. She sleeps quite a bit. I know she gets about nine hours a day. Nine or 10, yeah. Mm. Which is pretty good. I mean, that's pretty that's solid. Impressive, actually. It is. Yeah. Uh, especially she stays up late. So, um, but, you know, it's some people don't have the ability. You know, she, she has her own business. So she doesn't have to always be up at the, at the crack of dawn at 6am. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you have to be up at six, like me, when I train the 530am class for me to go to bed at 10, 10pm is very, very challenging. That's like a task for me to go to bed quote early. Yeah. Yeah. Because my body's like, you just ate bro. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause you, yeah. I remember, I think we were just sort of texting back and forth and you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just about to eat. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, Whoa, is oh, everything yeah. okay? I you're like, no, yeah. that's, that's normally when I eat 9 30, 10 o'clock is when I eat dinner typically. But yeah, it's sleep is very critical. I know that my recovery is better. I know I feel better. And actually I kind of seen it this week was, um, uh, two days I, we've had sickness going around the gym and I, I didn't get like symptoms, but I would, I, one day I slept worn the, down. I slept 11 and a half hours one day mm-hmm. and the other day I slept 10 and a half. And then two days in between that, I slept six mm-hmm. to six and a half. And I, um, my, per- my performance was definitely better on the, the 10 hour days mm-hmm. without a doubt. What about you, Jenna? Do you notice any different, any variance when you, I mean, if you're sleeping that much routinely, like on those days when you do have to disrupt that sleep, does that impact yeah. you? I feel almost like sick a little bit. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like myself, I guess, but yeah, I do get really tired. I I definitely like am one of those people that can sleep 10 hours and then can also take a nap. I'm pretty much just a bear. <laughs> Evidenced by that video that bro had posted the other day. That was disturbing. That's not even a nap, dude. That's like. <laughs> she was like in a coma. Yeah. Do I call 911? Yeah. Because I oh, watched actually, it. Actually, yeah. I woke up really early that day and that was like, I was working in the early in the morning. I think I worked like a shift and then I came here and then I napped. Yeah. Brody had posted a, like a memory video from Facebook and. Jenna's asleep on the couch. The couch it's not even sleep, Mo. Yeah. I mean, she was, let's be real. She was, she was dead to the world. Yeah, bro had like a little toy and he was like kind of <laughs> from the kids. Yeah. There. From the kids area. And he's like kind of bouncing it around her face and like poking at her and she's not moving. She's not moving an inch. I'm poking it, her nose with yeah. the fist of a, of a Pokemon. Toy. And, you, and you, you did it for like a solid, like five like minutes. minutes. Yeah. And was I was for, like, is yeah. she not, is she in a coma? Is she okay? Yeah. First I thought she's faking. <laughs> You know what I mean? Cause there's no way someone could be, there's no poking. way. Like if someone comes in and pokes me in the face, like I'm reaching for my gun. Like I am, they've got the drop on me. I got to make up some time. And Jenna here is like dead to the world. And then uh, honestly, at the end of the video, you can see I'm like, I'm actually, you can see I'm concerned. Cause now like I You're push, like, yeah. I push on her chest and how, you know, she wasn't faking is the look in her eye. What did she say? Yeah. She seems she's being filmed. Like, yeah, under the covers. <laughs> I'll show that uh, the one more rep page so you guys can see it if I can. It's pretty um, it's pretty epic. I'll so, be sharing that for the rest of my life, they, I believe. So, um, how did how were you able to develop that kind of sleep discipline? <laughs> I don't know. So when I was younger, I would call my grandma at like 
seven thirty, eight in the morning and I'd be like, grandma, will you take me to UDF and go get me candy? Mm-hmm. Cause she would always get us like the 50 cent, like two for one dollar mm-hmm. candy things. And, um, she's like, Jenna, one day when you're older, you're going to regret waking up this early and you're just going to like want to sleep all the time. And she's always been somebody who sleeps in. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just like, as I got older, I like getting up for school, I would like wear, or I would have like my clothes set out exactly like put it on straight on. I would like straighten my hair the night before. So I got more sleep. Mm. So I don't know. I just have always, so you've like, always valued sleep. I've always then. valued sleep. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I would come home and like nap, um, even after that, but I don't know. I think now that I know knowledge, more knowledge about sleep, <laughs> mm. What? Now, that, now, now that you know, know all knowledge. now that I know knowledge, <laughs> it's been lost forever, now but I'm, I have more now knowledge I found it. about sleep. <laughs> and now that I'm schooled in sleep. Yeah. yeah. And just like for performance reasons, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just really try. You just continue that. to embrace that. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Let's move on to the meat of this. Um, because you talk about bro, where you're saying athletes say that, Oh, I, I suck at this, whatever in the middle of a workout. So in relationship to the training, um, like in one of the first comments, questions I had here is, are you training to sustain or are you training to gain? Are the, would you, are those things different? Yeah. Uh, I always, I've always thought and said that if you want to maintain your physical uh, abilities, mm-hmm. it's three days a week. If you want to make progression, that fourth or fifth day are critical. Why is that? Uh, one, why, why can't I just go hard three days versus going and, and then skip that fourth day? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I, I feel that uh, you get exposed to more things, okay. right? If you, if you're doing a, if your gym programs for five days and you come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, well, Tuesday, Thursday, you, you have back squat on Tuesday and on Thursday you have overhead squat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or let's say you have a clean on Tuesday and snatch on Thursday and you miss those days on a regular basis. Well, how the hell can you get better at clean and snatch if you're not coming in doing the, the Olympic mm-hmm. work? Okay. okay? And then, you know, you, so then, exposing yourself to more training opportunities. Right. Cause then when you have, say you have a snatch on Monday and the workout and you suck at power snatch and you never progress, well, cause you haven't come in to learn the technique. So mm-hmm. exposure is huge Two, I truly find that if you work out, uh, only three days a week, you're actually more sore than you are when you work out five. Why is that? I don't know. I, I feel like you're burning a lactic acid. A it's little bit. yeah. I mean, you know, when you get lactic acid build up. A lot of times you can come can, in. Can you kind of cover that for some of our listeners? The lactic acid buildup. Yeah, I mean, it's, we've all had it that burning sensation during the workout and one of your your muscle groups, and uh, it's you know you know when your lactic threshold is like threshold is how how much lactic acid can you build up before you start fatiguing that area. Okay. Some people's is higher. You can tr- kind of train that to almost accept it, mm-hmm. almost in essence, and adapt to it, but. Uh, that burning sensation you get the next day you come in or you wake up and you're using the rails on the, on the bed, on the bed to get up. And then, um, or you have to really gently sit down onto the toilet. Mm. Uh, your legs are sore to the touch, meaning I take my finger and just kind of touch. You're like, Holy, Mm -hmm. what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times you're like, man, I'm too sore to go to the gym. When in essence you need to get to the gym. That's when you need to be in the gym. Yeah. Because when you come in, you do the warm up, do stretchy mobility you can kind of get that stuff moving and, and all actually out of your body's fine. You just mm-hmm. got to get that out of the, get the evil out, get the evil out, yeah. <laughs> get the, the evil out of me. Yeah. Get the evil out girl. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's very critical. 
I think that that's what happens is people work out Monday, they're really sore, so they don't work out Tuesday. And mm-hmm. then Wednesday, they feel a little bit better because they walked around, you know, mm-hmm. they did life um, <laughs> and they walked around, feel a little bit better, work out Wednesday. They're like, holy crap, why am I sore again? Mm-hmm. And I was telling like, trust me. And I always have to say that, like, you trust me, you don't. Like, the more you work out, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Not only will you get more fit, okay, the stronger you get, you'll be, you, your endurance goes up, your strength goes up, um, your whole fitness goes up. But, um, you get, you constantly moving, it kind of, um, get, reset your body. Mm-hmm. And Kalipa always said when, um, <clears throat> he would take a week off and go on a vacation immediately following CrossFit games, he was never, he'd never been so sore in his life that following week, mm. but he never he takes never a week it. off. <laughs> you know, he never, t- he never took a week off. Oh, in his training. Yeah. So okay. he would so do, his body wasn't used to it. Yeah. So now it's like, he's not moving. Mm-hmm. He's laying around. He's probably eating improper wait not improper but he's not eating the way as he, well as, as well as he would e- eating things that cause inflammation mm. and then and he, i think that's something that people don't really fully accept or comprehend is that certain types of food can cause you more inflammation than other foods yeah um one other thing i i asked is um are you working at your max capacity when we're talking about your training you know that's all relative, I think. <laughs> it is relative. But also, um, I think we as athletes kind of have an idea of where we should be. And then, or, or we, there's, there's usually like some sort of, there, there's three, three ways to this. Like where I think I am, where my coach knows I am, and where I really am. You know, and having that honest conversation with your trainer and be like, hey, you know, I think I'm gonna go RX on this workout. And you're like, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely not, there's times you have to kind of rein people back in, but, um, we have a guy, Alex, he, he sometimes he's, he's definitely gotten stronger and sometimes he can move the R, RX weight. Um, but, but, uh, can he move it for the duration of whatever? So like today we had 185 pounds shoulder overhead, um, percentage base. He was supposed to do 170. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, where that could have put, he could have done them unbroken. It was eight of them. Um, or he could have done two sets of four or five, three, whatever, and moved it with the same intensity as it should be. Mm-hmm. He can do the 185. So instead of like, hey, let's just do the 170. Today it was like, well, let's do 185, but let's, let's cut those reps down to four to six. Mm-hmm. Pick that and you maintain that throughout. So I think there's times that that can happen. But um, in our nutrition, we cover four different things. And one of them is, is performance. And it's a scale of one to five, Jenna's favorite scale. <laughs> but horrible. Hey, Jenna, how do you feel today from one to five? I don't know. <laughs> you, have, just, you, have five, you have five choices. Yeah, like, just, just pick one. It's okay. Like, <laughs> five, you feel great. One, you don't feel good at all. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my best is. You know what I mean? So it's like hard for me to be like, I feel, I feel the best. I feel number five, like solid. That's like a solid answer. You got to have... So this is, so when I do the performance, I'll be like, okay, so what I, what I need you to do, because it is very important when I recheck their nutrition, uh, in two weeks that we cover the same four and we, we look at their, the answers that they give. And these numbers are very important factor that with the comments, uh, with how their pictures and how their weight is, are, is doing, Mm -hmm. do they, or do they not get more food? Okay. 
And, um, so you have to answer these questions correctly. Yeah, well, I need, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Well, no, cause I, I need, only say this because one of my really good friends, uh, does Brody's nutrition. She was like, okay, I have to go meet with him Monday. If I answer all my questions, right. He'll give me more food. <laughs> it's true. But you you know, and the thing, and the thing is, if you, if you're trying to lie to get some more food, and then you gain weight. Don't be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm fives across the board, man. Yeah. Um, Great. Can, uh, can, can, can I ask more calories? You're fives across the board, but your pictures haven't changed or you've gained weight and you've put weight on the scale. Something's not adding up. No, I'm fine. I'm, yeah, fine. I'm good to go. Um, but when I say, when I cover the performance, I say, okay, here's what I need you to do. This is performance of not what you expect you to perform because you would always suck. Like, Mm -hmm. have you come in and were you able to go through the strength, go through the wad and feel good afterwards? Or were, have you been PRing your lifts? Did you PR your benchmark that we recently did? Have you been progressing? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Or, um, meaning now that you have been eating the right food and the proper amount of food and the types of food, has that enabled your performance to go from a two to a three to three and a half? Mm Okay. Or not. So we have to really rein people back in. Like, don't, don't tell me like Jenna, it's like, Jenna, how's your performance? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like we need, how you don't know? Like, and I need her to base it off of not what she thinks. Cause Jenna, if she based it off of what she, where she should be, she'd always be a one. Mm-hmm. A five's the best. Mm-hmm. She'd always be a one, no matter what she could have just hit a 200 pound snatch, a 300 pound clean. And she could have hit five lifetime PRs. Uh, deadlift pull. Yeah. She could have five lifetime PRs and she was still, I'm a one Mm -hmm. because she, that's how she views herself. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then she would never progress. And we could get inaccurate. Like, okay, well maybe I'm not doing something right with your food because you should be performing at a higher level than a one. Based off what we've we've discussed. Yeah. So you have to be very, very uh, critical on the answer and separate what you think and what it actually is. And I think this goes on to my next point about uh, appropriate documentation. Uh, when you're, and I guess this would be kind of documentation or feedback, I guess we can say, where if the athlete isn't writing things down appropriately or they're in Jenna's case, how she's um, not giving herself credit for what she's done or anything she or, does or yeah. anything yeah. she does, but, or if the athlete just isn't doing it, period, mm-hmm. you know, you, you come in to have a meeting <laughs> and you're like, okay, so t- how are you, how was your numbers this month? Oh, I didn't write them down. Oh my God. I got so many good stories. I can't mention names, but um, I had this person come in that I do nutrition. And the first thing that this person does when they walk in the door is like, hey, bro, I need more carbs. And I say, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what has uh, made you come to this conclusion that you need more carbs? Because this is only your second th- meeting. This, yes, your second meeting. It's like, I don't know. I just do. Uh-huh. I'm like, Okay. Well, let's see what you've been eating. I'm open for a discussion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how's your energy? Sorry, like, you've been really tired or something? You've been down? Oh, no. I feel Actually, I feel the greatest I've ever felt. Yesterday, I had the best workout of my life. I'm like, well, why do you need more carbs then? Because I want more carbs. Okay. Well, I started going through their damn uh, fitness pal. And sometimes um, I could put in the, the, the macros that they're supposed to be hitting. If you forget to hit the check mark, it'll give them like a, what the app should tell, tells them they should be eating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, versus what they actually, yeah. Do. And it's yeah. like astronomically more than what they should actually be eating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was like, it's like 220 carbs or something like that. 
And this is like 85 or 90 ish. Mm-hmm. Roughly, I don't know off the top of my head, not even that much, but it was way over what this person was, was allotted. Was, was allotted. So I was like, I go through day one, I'm like, oh shit. But day two is like, oh my God, dude, I messed up, dude. I'm about to kill this person. I said, yeah. no, I messed up. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. You're like, this person's going to die because I'm not <laughs> feeding them properly. No, I'm, I, I've given them too much. Oh, okay. I've given them the 220 and let's say <laughs> they're supposed to have 160. Oh, they're going to seize up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, did I do this? Uh-huh. So I go to the, um, the thing to check the numbers. The number's like 160. This person just been eating 220. No big deal. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You need more carbs. You've been eating you've all been, the carbs. You've been eating all the carbs. <laughs> I said, your 90 carb Starbucks latte. Oh, okay. You can't have that. I said, you know, the little, uh, I said, uh, my fitness pal does a really good thing. When you doesn't have like bar, you can scan barcodes and everything in there. Yeah. But yeah. when you go over your number, Okay. The, the, the remaining number, it turns red to, 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 to say, stop eating. Yeah. Like you've went over. And when that says 86 and it's red, that means you ate 86 more Ooh, than okay. you should have. It's plus or minus five. This person come in and tell me any more, more carbs. No, I was like, no wonder you felt great. You've been eating almost double the amount of carb- carbohydrates you were given. And let's just say they got kind of rain back in. Yeah. <laughs> and then. The following meeting, same, or, or, same. or at least they didn't tell you they were colorblind. Oh, I didn't know it was red. Right. <laughs> you just didn't see the negative 90. Dude. And then the following meeting, I'll be damned if they didn't hit their numbers, right? Uh-huh. But they hit their numbers with like one Starbucks latte and then maybe like four ounces of meat. And then the next one was like some sort of horrible carbohydrate yeah. you could ever imagine. And then their thing is like, well, I thought as like, long well, as I, I got my numbers. Yes. I hit my numbers. I'm like, you're right. You did. Yes, yes you did. Great yes, job. You did. But you ate shit. <laughs> like just because you hit your numbers doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want to hit those numbers. And then, uh, so with that nutrition piece, you know, taking in the appropriate amount of calorie or uh, good calories. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you can't uh, fill in your carbs portion by drinking lattes. You have to use real food. Mm. You know, we don't measure calories really in essence. Well, I, I'm sorry, carbs, but, but no, yeah. When you do the macros, I think, but there is a time you measure it. So let's say I have Jenna and I want to, let's say she's been eating. How many calories do you eat now? Roughly. Um, 2,200. Okay. Say she had 22, 2,300. Let's say I want to mess with the numbers. I want to pull down her carbohydrates and I'm going to up her fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that she's been in 2300 and she's been performing really well. I need to make that fat, reduce the carbs and up the fat to where she's still hitting that number mm-hmm. or slightly higher. If I want to give her more energy, that's the only time you really kind of mess with the calories. And then, um, something you mentioned earlier, are you getting the right stimulus out of workout? You know, are you taking extra rest when you don't need to, um, not <laughs> adding appropriate weight? Say what? Tony. Tony. <laughs> he'll like run to the fan for like, or he'll set his stuff like the farthest away. From the rig. Ground. <laughs> so and he has, he's an animal. So he has thing. time to recover. Yeah. Like, okay, so let's say this is a, a bucket of chalk and he's lifting two feet from it. Yeah. When he goes to read chalk, he won't go to the- That chalk bucket. That, no, he goes to one 20 feet away <laughs> that someone else is using. 
So <laughs> that's the, smart. So when he does that and he keeps doing that, I go take that. I, I go remove that chalk, chalk bucket. bucket. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so if he wants shotgun, if he goes, no, I'll, I'll remove, I'll remove all the chalk bucket except for the one right next yes. to it. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It was crazy though because he's so like, he's, freaking. He's, a beast. He's, he's an animal. Yeah, but maybe that's why he's an animal because <laughs> he gets that extra rest. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. All right, so moving on to another aspect of um, why you might suck at CrossFit, and these are those things that we've talked about in other shows. But did life happen? You know, there's a lot of times those external things happen, like you said. The I think Jenna talked about the text, you know, from your crazy cousin that you know kind of just throws you off that you just didn't need that or the ex-girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever that just kind of comes back in and starts messing with the emotional piece of what it is you're trying to accomplish. That stuff just, I mean, that stuff happens. I mean, family stress, um, problems with work or school relationships, financial, or just, you know, stress across the board, you know, just whatever shape variety life just happens. We, we can't control what we can't control. But those things do impact us. Yeah. Because there'll be people that walk in and it's written all over the face. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of see almost sometimes on the verge of tears and they're still trying to get through it. And then I'll literally go up to them and like, Hey, what's going on? Oh, I just had a rough day. Like, look, man, you have two options. One, you can continue to function this way or two, you can just chill out, just let it go. And like, try to unwind for this hour. Cause I promise you'll feel a lot better about yourself. Mm -hmm. if you can come in and get this work done because you already know if you can work out afterwards, you feel a lot better mm -hmm. anyways. And then may, let's say it wasn't such a huge deal. It's just a compounding situation of, of a bunch of other things. Maybe you kind of let that like, man, that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, mm -hmm. or if it is a big deal, you won't be as wound tight about it you can kind of maybe step back and see like okay well i'm gonna attack it this way because mm -hmm. you feel much better about yourself like let's say you come in you crush a workout you came in with zero expectations mm -hmm. which oftentimes we always come in with too high expectations <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna murder this workout and then next thing you uh, you're like you're I horizontal suck at, yeah. i suck like at crossfit, CrossFit. Yeah. yeah because i couldn't nail yeah. this workout <clears throat> and uh but yeah let's say you do that and you murder the workout and then and everybody's giving you high fives and energy is high. And then you just kind of like, you're like, all right, I feel much better about yeah. myself. I, there's been plenty of times in my life where I was having a bad day or I was challenged with something and I have not gone to the gym, but I would argue that those times when I did have issues or challenges and I went and worked out, I felt much better than those times when I chose not to come to the gym. Yeah. Cause what are you going to do at home? I'm just going to sit there and think about it more. And that's all I did, you know, and I've, identified that the gym can help me if for nothing else, help me, let me forget about what it is for 60 minutes. Um, but also there's been times where in the midst of that 60 minutes, I've been able to think about what it is that I have going on. You know, cause you're kind of like, you know, like most people will, will talk and especially like when you hear fighters or whatever, they say they do a lot of thinking like when they're in the shower because they're, you know, their thoughts, you know, they're not, they don't have microphones in their faces. They're not training. They're just a moment where they, they're by themselves. And sometimes I find myself in the middle of a workout, quote, alone, where I'm, it's me and the barbell or whatever, and mm -hmm. I just have time to think. Yeah. And giving myself those opportunities for clarity are far better than me sitting, you know, at home eating a gallon of Haagen-Dazs, being sad about what it is that's going on. Ice cream's always good, though. <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's be real this is no true. matter no matter this is true. no matter where you're at in your life ice cream can always be a good thing absolutely what do you do jenna when you're sad sleep 
<laughs> yeah, you add on to the 10 yeah. hours. 10 hours is not enough. I'm going for 17 today. <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree with like some, I don't know. I think it just depends what's going on, but sometimes I think you do just need to like go home and rest. Like, I think you can't keep putting like more pressure and shoving it to the side all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just do need a break. But um, most of the time I do think it is important just to come and really stress. Yeah. And there's uh, like, like I told you earlier with my new knowledge of the fact that I have anxiety Yeah. Um, going, I find going to work out helps me like, yeah. like you'd like bro was talking about flushing out that lactic acid, you know, like flushing out that moment where I don't feel right. Getting, getting under some weight or doing whatever moving I find also helps me, you know, figure shit out, clear my mind. I think you get like a little bit of confidence, which like, I don't know. I think sometimes anxiety is like a lack of feeling confident. Mm. So, I well, I mean, that helps that. if you go to a gym you enjoy, you, typically you're going to hear something that makes you laugh. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. By good people. I, it's surrounded by people that are going to like know that you're down and they're going to try to pick you up in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, Punch in the face. Maybe. I think when you get your friends to pick you up, it's huge. Absolutely. Uh, you lift a heavy barbell and, it, you know, let's say you go in, like I said, I think expectations kind of what crushes us as CrossFitters. When you expect way too much, like killing a workout, when you do good at it, but you don't do what you like today, Jenna is like, um, she's in the middle of the workout and she's like, she wasn't quite sure if she's going to be able to finish the, within the, the work, the within constraint, the yeah, of the EMOM, but she definitely held it and actually had one of her fastest rounds on the very last round of that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she, she felt good about the workout because your expectation is, well, I don't even know if I can do this, mm-hmm. whether it's, well, I'm going to crush it. And then let's say you finish well and you're like, five seconds off your PR. Mm-hmm. Now you feel like crap or mm-hmm. you tie your PR, mm-hmm. but you're going to crush it. Mm-hmm. Like I think, so I think it's, we set ourselves up a lot before we even step foot in the gym. And I think that's another reason why you can get anxiety before you even come into the gym. Mm-hmm. Cause you're setting you yourself up at the workout. Yeah. Yeah. You get nervous. Always, you get the nervous this. poops and you're not even like, you're not even competing. <laughs> like uh, I've had multiple people like, like, man, I'm really nervous about this workout. I'm like, this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. She's like, they're like, yeah, I know. That's why they're nervous because they know they should oh, perform well. Okay. So when you, you have know, that benchmark, yeah, that, when you have okay. something that's in your wheelhouse and you know you should perform well, now you're like, now the expectation oh, is even higher. If I higher. don't perform well, then I suck. Yes. Okay. Yep. And but I think it helps anxiety or people who have bad days to come in and hear the hear the music and just kind of shut up and stop listening to themselves, listen to everybody else, and hear about the dumb stuff that gets said at CrossFit gyms and, <laughs> and the stupid things like dropping mics out of the Mike microphone stands, stand. Yeah. yeah. So what can we do to try and help curb all these things and help us realize that we actually don't suck at CrossFit? Well, we kind of covered it. Get the hell out of your own way. Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's where it starts. Second thing I think it starts it is if you know and you, or you think you suck at something, what, how do you stop feeling that way about it? Mm-hmm. What do you do? More you, of it. You, yeah, you work at what you suck yeah, at. You more yeah. of it. So, if you suck at something and you say, like, "Man, I'm always last to finish on the burpees." If we have a burpee, I know I'm last, and I hate people clapping for me. It drives me nuts. That, well, that well, guess self-fulfilling what? prophecy. Yeah. Guess what, bro? If you if you suck at cardio, jump your ass on the bike every day until you don't suck at cardio, because mm-hmm. that will get you good at cardio. If you don't know how to do the bike scheme, talk to your coach. If your coach doesn't know, 
Uncle Bro, and he'll give you a little, <laughs> he'll give you a little something, something, and we'll get you. What was that horrible one? The the one to fail your twelve calories every four. <laughs> It was every 45 seconds. It's, yeah. It was 10, eight calories every 45 seconds until you fail. Until failure. Yeah. So you have to, yeah. <laughs> if you suck at cardio, try that one out kids. Yeah. Well, there's better ways that you got to kind of build up to that. That's just a little kick in the old shins yeah. for, for some of our people. But no, yeah. If you suck at cardio, work on your cardio, work on your cardio. If you don't know how to work on your cardio, talk to your coach. If your coach doesn't help you, there's a lot of information out there that's free. And mm -hmm. I think some people don't have the knowledge that we do though. Like they don't even know like nutrition wise, like certain things, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if now, you know, cause you listen to us, but yeah, absolutely. there's certain little aspects that can make you better each day. And if you're not doing that, that makes a big difference. One of those things can make a big difference. Well, like somewhat just water, <laughs> like just sleep. Like that's, common knowledge to us, but I was at, um, I was at a competition local and I heard people talking from another gym about our people competing. And I, they didn't know I was there. What'd and, they say? And <laughs> they're like, man, they're so jacked. Their females look so awesome. And then the person chimes in and says, yeah, but their competitive training is just ridiculously hard. That's all they do. That's all they do. And that's, that's why they're so jacked. They're so strong because of that. I'm like, you don't even fucking know that the time that they put into their nutrition. And then that's, that's the, that's the missing key to most. Why can they, why can they work out a lot more? Because they recover faster. Why do they recover faster? Cause they're fueling they're, their bodies yeah, because they're sleeping in. 15 hours a day. Like Jenna. <laughs> and to be honest, if you knew me like four years ago, I was working out the same amount, but I didn't look like this. No, you, she didn't. And, and that's the thing. Like people are so stupid and naive from the outside. Like, Oh, they just must lift all the time or they must do. Yeah, that well, is that's part, part, that's of, part it. of it, yeah. but, like hard work. but, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, it really starts in the kitchen, man. It starts on that food prep day where you're going and you're hitting your freaking numbers. You're eating the right amount of food. And actually, you know, I just noticed that today I was watching like, uh, Carrie's working, uh, get work. We're all doing snatches and we are warmed up. And then, um, I don't know if it's Jenna, she had taken her long sleeve off and her arms are freaking jacked. And then Carrie's taking her long sleeve off. And then I'm like, dang, she's jacked too. Like all of her females are looking jacked. I'm like, but they put more, they put a time in to do it. Mm -hmm. If you want something, you can do you it. You got to put in the work. Yeah. If you don't want to suck at something, like don't suck at CrossFit, mm -hmm. figure out what you suck at, why you suck at it, and then attack it. If until then, don't bitch about it. I mean, that's how I'm being that's honest my about what it is that you're trying to achieve. And, and you, are you doing what it takes to get the, to look jacked? Like you're saying here, do you know why people pay me for nutrition? Most of the time, after they, a certain they don't period, know what they're doing after a certain period of time, Jenna, Jenna kind of knows what she does. Was, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Jenna kind of <laughs> knows what she's doing, but, um, people pay for the accountability. Mm -hmm. They pay for me to hold them accountable. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Mm -hmm. Like they have to answer when I want to, when I'm, when I'm going to pull their phone mm -hmm. and they're like, they're, hey. they're trying to, they're sitting on it. Like oh every gosh. other time they have it like, you know, this, they know that's the first thing you ask for, but it's like in their gym bag. Like, or, yeah, oh, 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 oh yeah. You need my phone this time. Oh, okay. it's in the car. Hold I'm like, on. Um, Oh, I didn't, I forgot it. It's in no, the car. You didn't because yeah. you just checked in on Facebook. Yeah. Go I get died. it. Go get it. Oh, it's dead. We'll have a charger. We'll let it charge while we're talking. Cause you're definitely hiding something. I'm no detective Mo, but I know when you're up to something. Um, but the whole, I hold them accountable. And I think that's something we've talked about when you set your goals, have someone that you can give your goals to that will hold you accountable. Don't write them down if you're not going to work towards them. 
And if you don't work towards them, don't be pissed when you, when don't, you don't achieve them. When you don't yeah. achieve them and or you don't progress as, as CrossFitters. It all lies within us. And that comes to my next point where we control the variables you can, you know, your attitude, time and this preparation, and just the fact that you're doing the work. You know, you're, you know that you're going to be held accountable if you have someone in your circles or you share those goals with people. But when you don't achieve them, you can't really get upset because you didn't work towards them. Yeah. And, and I think here, what's hard with this one is, let's say you have someone, because I see is, let's say you have someone that's a very good athlete and they, they go to CrossFit six days a week, they hit it, they prescribe everything but they don't, their body composition doesn't match it. Okay. Okay. Let's say their nutrition's dialed in. Okay. Which if you're going to go six, seven times a week, you probably need your nutrition, yeah. nutrition probably dialed in, but they're not looking it. Well, you can put the work in, but bad work is bad work. If there's no okay. progression to make you stronger and make you more fit, then you're just going through the motions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had people come in here where they, they bust their ass, uh, wherever gym they came from. But the results were minimal. Why? Because they were never given something or the tools a to template. I, I don't know, you know, or pathway. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there was no progression to their training. Like it was always the same thing within the same loads. Well, how can you get stronger if you never test? Like Alex today, I said, we put in the 185, we just reduced the, the load mm-hmm. or the reps. Now he can, he did it. He's still going to get the stimulus. Yeah. Carrie did uh, 125, which she went, we went five pounds under the, the max that was, that was prescribed today for shoulder overhead. And that's heavier for her. Okay. But we just reduce, reduce the reps mm-hmm. and she got through them, but it was heavy. That's what you have to have. You, you can have bad training and, and bad programming. And if that's what you do, you're not going to get that next progression. You won't take, you can't take that next step. It's impossible. It really is without appropriate design. And why that's where comp train and misfits and all this stuff grabs a hold is because people are like, man, I am busting my ass. I'm following my nutrition. I mean, like I'm dropping the hammer. I'm like crushing it. And like they're their best athlete, but you could, you're your best athlete through that programming and in that pond. Mm -hmm. Like when they like, I need more. Okay. And they Mm -hmm. can't get it from their gym. That's when they start branching out to doing comp training and things like that. Um, like, and, and I think you kind of said this indirectly, but some days are going to be faced, be filled with more challenges than others or what some days are going to be filled with more challenges than others. Oh, hell yeah. And, um, I think talking to your trainer is probably a, a good thing to do, especially if you have someone that's going to hold you accountable. Someone's going to tell you that, you know, the baby's ugly and w- whether or not you, whether or not you like it's that, true. no, you need that You're in right. your life. I mean, if, unless if, it's your baby, unless it's your baby, I don't want anybody to ever tell me that. I'll but in yeah, if getting these types of gains and reaching certain goals are what you desire, you can't have someone who's going to be, and I don't want to, and I, and I, I use this adjective. You don't want someone who's going to be nice to you. You want someone who's going to tell you the truth. Not baby. you. Yeah. It's going to, you want someone who's going to be honest. Being baby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, say what you mean, mean what you say, but you, you can say it nicely. You don't have to be rude or anything about it, but you need someone who's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Stop entering your baby into a baby contest when you know your baby's ugly. <laughs> that's not what I said. That's, that's exactly what you said. That's totally what Mo said. He's anti-baby. I'm just saying though, that's the truth. Like uh, when you, when you're not winning the competitions and you keep entering your baby into these baby contests, you need someone to tell you, look, 
like, you're not sorry. winning because your baby's ugly. And that's okay because there's ugly babies who turn out to not be ugly, right? And they're the cutest babies. They turn out to be 400 pounds. The babies just got all sorts of stuff going on. We judge them way too early, but they're not going to. <laughs> Where is this going? I don't know. But you know what? Stop entering your babies in the baby contest if they're ugly. And, and stop being pissed at the results because if someone don't tells you. mad when your aunt tells you that your baby's ugly. Yeah, you can't be mad because that's why you're not winning. And if you, if you don't know why you're not progressing across where I was going with that, this is totally where you're going. We're just running with it. And totally. If, if you go to uh, CrossFit and you're mad at you, where you're at in CrossFit, you got to look at, is your baby ugly? Like, I mean, and that's what it comes down to is what you're doing. Not effective because of you, or is it not effective because of, of the design of the design? Mm -hmm. Have you given everything that you have? Okay. Nutrition, sleep, water, uh, come in as much as you can working on your skills, working on your Olympic lifting. Have you done all that? And you're still not taking that next step. Well, now you have to look at, okay, I'm doing everything I can control. Mm -hmm. I got to look at something that's going to challenge me more. Mm -hmm. Cause I tell you what, you come here from another gym and you're used to your programming. It's a, it's a kick in the nuts mm -hmm. because it's totally different. And that's just because they've never been exposed to it and they adapt, they adapt and they excel because that's what we do as humans. Like mm -hmm. it's otherwise we would have been extinct. That's why skinny kids get jacked that mm -hmm. start lifting. I mean, that's just the way it is. They're, they're tired of being skinny. They're mm -hmm. tired of feeling insecure. They're tired of being upset about it. They want to get fit. They want to be strong because they feel better about themselves. And that's what happens. That's why you get someone who gets picked on usually gets in some sort of martial art. Mm -hmm. And then they start defending others because they don't because, want anybody. They yeah, don't because they, they were that child. They fight the bully, you yeah. know, and it's just like that. Uh, Rock and Kevin Hart movie. I forget what it was called, but you know, they were best friends in high school, but Kevin Hart was the only one that stood up for yeah. him when he got bullied. Yeah. And then as the rock got older, he went from the fat Samoan dude to this Jack, Jack Samoan. Yeah. <laughs> but he started protecting him because that's what we, you know, that's what happens is mm -hmm. we, we make these changes for specific regions. Absolutely. And then I just sort of wrote this down while I was thinking about all this as kind of a closer is um, your gains are directly proportional to the importance you place on them. You know, if, if getting X goal, whether it be a number or a volume or even hell coming four days a week, if that's your goal, what are you doing? How much effort are you putting into getting there four days a week? That, you know, I like those goals a lot. It's not always a weight goal to me. I think that coming four days a week when you've always come two to three, mm -hmm. That's a, that's, that's a, pretty huge. That's a big goal to me. Yeah. Like that's important. Cause we already said, Hey, they're trying to take that next step to like, they're tired of the same thing of like how they look. They're tired of not understanding this lift or really mm -hmm. struggling with this. So they are committing to that fourth day. So when I see it on our blackboard out here under their goals for the year, I'm like, you only came two days last week. What's up? Mm -hmm. Here's your goal. Well, blah, blah, blah. blah. No. This is your goal. Mm -hmm. If you don't want this up here, I'll erase it, but don't be putting shit on this whiteboard or blackboard and you not doing it and give me your excuses because of, of this or that, or this or that. Mm -hmm. Cause in the grand scheme of things, unless we have the craziest day, we can get here for an hour. And I think where you be able as a trainer or coach where you can differentiate whether someone's serious about that or not, and you approach them about, Hey, you said you want to be here four days a week. What happened last week? And, they, and if they, and if the only answer is, up yep then you know that's different legit yeah i think when you keep making promises to yourself like that too and then you continuously break them then you lose trust with yourself yep. like you're not you know what i mean 
well, or you can go like, um, let's go, we can do nutrition. We've talked a lot about nutrition. Well, you know, this, uh, I had pizza today you know, it sucks, you know, I'm back on it, you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then three days later you have a sub from somewhere. A, cause someone said a pizone the other yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a sub from somewhere. Cause you, uh, well, I, I went out with my friends for lunch. There was really no other option. I'm like, every place has chicken. Yeah. Right. You know? So, well, it's only, it's only one time a week. Well, that one time, then next time it's two times a week. Mm-hmm. And then now it's, once you've opened and cracked that door, this is what happens. It becomes easier. And now they're like, man, I can't undo this. Or man, I've already missed. I've already, I haven't been coming four days a week for this whole month. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, you go right back to what you, you know, your natural thing of two to three days, because now you feel bad about yourself mm-hmm. and you like kind of put yourself down. Like now you're like, well, I'm just going to go what I know. Yeah. And that's a very easy hole slash trap to fall back into. So, you know, just give yourself some credit for what you are accomplishing. Set some realistic uh, waypoints and goals. And, you know, like bro always says, work on what you suck at, you know. Or stop bitching about it. Or, yeah, one of the two. Yeah, you, you can't have it both ways. And that's in life, too. Yeah. Like, don't bitch about that employee who talks shit about you, your, your work, okay, until you confront them. Like, until mm. then... Until you stand up for yourself, are you, you going to sit there two years and let them run their mouth about you and about this and that? Or are you going to go up and say, hey, what's your deal? Because mm-hmm. I promise when you do that, it, It'll stop. it stops. Yeah. Because that person, they don't like confrontation. So that's you, why they're talking. That's why talk back. Yeah. And then when you look in the mirror, you're like, hey, I suck at cardio. I got to do cardio. And that's just the reality of it. If I want to be better at it, I have to do it. Okay. Or if I don't, Stop bitching about sucking at cardio because you're making a now open choice to not do something that you know you need to do because you don't want to do it. <laughs> like it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, people work hard in their mind. Yeah. Quote. I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm like, you ain't killing it. I watch you take 18 water breaks. I'm taking your water bottle next time you come in here. Tony, <laughs> no chalk buckets are going to be in this gym. <laughs> and it's so funny. He had his uh, garment on one time yeah. and he posts his, uh, his numbers. It, no, it, it tracked his, his, his steps. steps and how many times he walked around the gym <laughs> was insane <laughs> to all the chalk buckets. So track. it was like, like 400 meters. Yeah. He ran 400 meters <laughs> in the middle of his in the middle of one <laughs> that required no running. <laughs> nice. All right. Any closing shots, guys? I think that's it. Sure. That's it. <laughs> Any parting shots, bro? No, it's a positive thing. Um, we talk a lot about just shut the hell up and just do it. Mm-hmm. But don't ever fail to celebrate your small successes in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I tell this to all of our new people too. Let's not focus on snatching 135 for a guy or whatever it may be. Take, I went from a green and blue band down to a green band. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I got my first RX pull up, uh, you know, chin over bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I got my first chest to bar. Don't be mad that you only got one though. Cause often that's what happens. Like, yeah. well, I only got one. You got, you got one. one. Yeah. How many did you get last week? Cause I seen you on a blue band and you couldn't get any. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got one this week. That's okay. Celebrate. Even though it's one rep, one time, one opportunity. It's like what freaking Eminem. <laughs> but, but, um, even though it's only that one time you have to celebrate. And I think as CrossFitters, yeah. we get so tied to the clock. We get so tied to the scores. We get so tied to what everybody else, else has done. Doing, yeah. We forget what we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Jenna didn't start out with ring muscle ups. 
three years ago, I remember her in finals at, um, at the tracks and it was in the, um, ring muscle ups is in the final workout and they made finals going into like, they were second going in, they finished last because then the girls had them. Jenna had them mm-hmm. until she needed them at the competition mm-hmm. because she had one here, but she felt like crap mm-hmm. she, cause she didn't do it on the stage. Guess what she got? Some muscle ups. She got some muscle ups because, yeah. you know, be happy you get one. Don't yeah. be satisfied you get one, mm-hmm. but be happy and celebrate that. And, you know, again, just taking it back to real simple stuff. Uh, I, you've heard me say it multiple times, showing up to the gym is sometimes the hardest part of the, all of this. But I guarantee you keep coming back um, and, you, and you're serious and you're honest and you take these goals seriously, you'll achieve them. No doubt about it. Yep. And you feel great about it. Yep. All right. That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Owen. I'm out. Peace. Bye. <laughs>